Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association with Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. Enjoy the episode. Valerie and Dr. Waldron, welcome to AFSPA Talks. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad you all could join us. And and Dr. Waldron, I'm going to turn to you just a little bit later. Um, But for now, Valerie, I'd like to start with some questions for you about discount plans and about Carrington. So Aspen Carrington, we began our partnership um, on the discount care program in 2017. But um, unfortunately, many of our members remain unfamiliar with it. So can we start with the basics? What, why a discount plan? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, I think in the last few years, um, we can all agree that we've become a bit more aware of what dental and vision services can cost out of pocket. And we're really trying to pay attention to our healthcare dollars a bit more. So it's fabulous that there's plans like discount care programs to help us find some financial surety when we're seeking out our regular care. So with discount programs, we're providing uh, discounts on the vision and, and uh, dental, like we are here with AFSPA. Mm-hmm. And um, these are going to be uh, costs that are very transparent and easy and simple to use when you go into the dental and vision provider offices. Absolutely. So how, when you go into the, the, the office, or maybe even when you're making that appointment, how does a discount plan work? Are, are there a lot of steps that you have to go through to, to make use of the discount plan? That's the beauty of the discount care programs is it's meant to be really simple. So essentially you have your member ID card and you can go to any of the participating dental and vision providers that are in the network, and they're going to give you the discounts right at the time of service. So um, I think it's important to note here that discount plans um, are not insurance, which means on the benefit uh, beneficial side here that there aren't any waiting periods. There aren't any um, claims forms to file. Um, you can go to any provider of your choice. So um, all of the products within the AFSPA discount care program are supported by a nationwide network as well. And um, I'll add one more final thing yeah. because I think it's important um, is you don't have to wait for open enrollment. You can enroll at any time in, uh, of the year into the discount care program. And that is so important for our membership because we have you know, a good number who are transitioning from an overseas post back stateside or maybe going from stateside to overseas. And so they're looking for something that they can pick up mid-year when that, that um, uh, as they call it, PCS happens. Um, so that that is a great point because some of the, the other programs they have access to under the federal banner are not as flexible. And I appreciate and we'll reiterate that this is not insurance. Um, I like to, when I talk about it, I like to say, you know, it's not insurance, but it is assurance. Um, you, you've got the fee schedule like you talked about, but you also talked about a nationwide network. Um, and I know a lot of times people are, are concerned about um, access and, and where they can go. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the network? Does it include specialists? Is it, is it nationwide? Um, what, what, what more can you tell us? Great question. So um, at least at Carrington, that's part of my role is uh, helping to manage the dental network. It is nationwide and we have both general dentists and specialists that are providing discounts. Um, They do follow a transparent fee schedule. And I think that's another important piece of the discount care plans is that transparency aspect. So actually on the provider finder that's available on your website, you can actually pull up the dental fee schedule that the dentist is going to follow when members go in. So you can see how much a cleaning is going to cost. You can see uh, x-rays, um, a crown filling, 
um, anything that you might be worried about when it comes to that sticker shock. Um, so you can actually see exactly what that's going to cost. And on the vision side, we uh, utilize the VSP uh, discount network, and they offer uh, discounts on uh, designer for, uh, designer frames, lenses, contact lens fittings. Um, so you'll reap those savings as well. Yep. And, and I think that transparency, that is a, a big difference between what we run into with any kind of insurance where it's sort of, well, we can let you know if it falls into the reasonable and customary and, and how that works, but you actually know what you're going to pay when you walk in and, and how much a discount you're going to be getting. And that that is amazing. Um, and so that's one difference that we have between insurance um, and um, discount care programs. Also, no claim forms. Everybody loves less paperwork. At least I will. Mm -hmm. If you saw my desk, you would understand why I love less paperwork. But um, (laughs) but can you talk a little bit more about um, the differences between insurance and um, discount care programs beyond what you've already touched on? Yeah, so we've kind of shared that this is not a um, an insurance plan. So it's very flexible. So sometimes you'll find with certain plans that you're assigned to a provider. In this, in this world, you have that uh, freedom and flexibility of choice. So you can go to any of the dental offices, um, any of the vision offices uh, within the network, and you don't need a referral. Um, and I think that's important to note right now as we're coming out of the, um, out of the um, pandemic, Mm-hmm. A lot of the offices have some backlog that they're trying to clear. And so it might take you a little bit longer to get into the dental office. And I know Dr. Waldron is going to explain why waiting for a checkup is maybe not a good idea. So um, this is another way for you to find a provider that might be available to you. Um, the other thing, too, is a lot of times there's limits on um, in, in insurance. There's limits on how many times you can go to the dental office. So if you do want to get a cleaning multiple times a year, or feel that you need some additional um, services or need to get in to your dental office um, more than just your traditional two times a year, you're going to receive that discounted rate each and every time. That's great. So the, and and so no no maximums in terms of visits or how much you can save under the discount program. You're exactly right. Okay. All right. Well, Valerie, thank you. Um, I think I will probably have some more questions for you in a minute after we talk to Dr. Waldron, but I do want to turn to our um, practitioner now. So Dr. Waldron, Valerie set you up um, really well there with um, why we, why we need to have our dental care. So can you talk a little, can you talk a little bit about why preventive dental care is so important? Sure. Um, It is recommended that you have at least two routine preventive dental care visits a year, and that would uh, involve an examination, a cleaning, and then uh, appropriate x-rays as required based on on the conditions of your mouth and your age. Um, Maintaining a healthy mouth is really, really important, not only for just your teeth and your gums, but also for the rest of your body. If you don't take care of your mouth, obviously, you can get cavities or caries in your teeth. You can get gum disease, otherwise known as periodontal disease. Both of these conditions, which are localized, can cause tooth loss. Um, But you can also have, if you don't go to the dentist, you could also have undiagnosed other conditions. It could be oral cancer. You could have systemic cancers, which come from elsewhere in your body. One example is an adenocarcinoma, which could come from the breast. You can also see intestinal diseases sometimes in your mouth, such as Crohn's disease. It's extremely important that you go to the dentist. Um, Most of you are aware that you can have uh, infections in your mouth from either your gums or your teeth being in disrepair. 
And those infections can start off very small. If you go to the dentist on a regular basis, they will see what's going on while it's still easily treatable. If you allow some of these infections to progress, unfortunately, it's rare, but it does occur where they could become life-threatening and land you in the hospital. One such infection could actually progress to your brain. There's another one that can compromise your breathing and close off your airway. Again, those are very, um, they don't happen very often, but when they do, obviously they are life-threatening. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, the fact that your mouth and the rest of your body are truly connected. You really can't disconnect the two, even though a lot of people do when they think about the mouth. They only think about the teeth and the gums and nothing else. There have been a lot of studies which show an extremely close correlation between systemic diseases and the condition of your oral cavity of your mouth. Um, they don't know exactly what the correlation is. There seems to be a link in inflammatory processes. In other words, if you have a lot of inflammation in your mouth, that may affect and cause inflammation elsewhere in the body. The cause and effect isn't exactly known, but it has been proven over many, many years that there is this extremely close correlation. So keeping our mouths in the utmost healthy condition will assist in keeping the rest of your, your body healthy. Um, one of the diseases that has an extremely close correlation with the mouth is diabetes. Diabetes can affect your teeth in that your saliva, if you're a diabetic, will contain more sugar, and you'll also have less saliva leading to a dry mouth. We all know that a dry mouth does foster tooth decay. So that's one way you can lose your teeth if you're a diabetic. Another way is a lot of um, diabetics that are uncontrolled have extremely poor periodontal gum disease type of condition. That's another way you can lose your teeth. So there is this um, yin and yang push-pull between diabetes and, and periodontal disease. Another um, systemic issue is um, congestive heart disease, COPD, stroke. Premature low birth weight babies are tied to um, poor oral health. Pneumonia has also been linked as well as um, an increased risk of blood clots. As I mentioned, there is some kind of a connection. There was a, a study that just came out of the University of Pennsylvania that I read this morning that was showing another correlation between inflammation and arthritis in the rest of the body, diabetes and periodontal disease. So it's extremely important to not put off going to the dentist. And I'll just say that with our, our ASPA membership, inflammatory conditions are one of the leading diagnoses and, and cost drivers that we see. And so this is a great way to catch things early. And longtime listeners of our, our podcast will know that I have been very upfront about my um, experience as a person living with diabetes. And so I have learned something new here about sort of what... Um, what may be in my saliva and the effect they may have on my, my oral health. And um, I just, it sounds like that is something that anybody living with diabetes absolutely or, or other health conditions should disclose to their dentist so they can be on the, the lookout for any indicators that might be showing um, uh, difficulty with those other conditions. Um, and, and I think Dr. Walter, I think you're right that so many of us don't make the connection between our oral health 
and our overall health, the rest of our bodies. And part of that might be because we think about it, I'm going to a dentist and the dentist is going to take care of my mouth and I'm going to a doctor who's going to take care of the rest of my body, but not my mouth, um, or, or even how the coverages work, that we have dental plans that are completely separate from medical plans. And so um, we, we think about those things differently. And you and I, when we talked last week, we talked a little bit about sort of what dental plans are meant to cover, how they differ from, from medical plans. And I wanted to, wondered if you wanted to touch a little bit on that now. Oh, certainly. And that's a very good point. Part of the disconnect of people disconnecting oral health from systemic health is that you have two different types of insurance. You have medical insurance and you have dental insurance. And Fortunately or unfortunately, they're two very different animals. Medical insurance was set up to provide comprehensive care. And it was set up, you know, back in, back in uh, the last century, uh, you know, tens, tens and tens of uh, years ago. And it was set up to cover you more comprehensively, to cover most procedures, to especially protect one against catastrophic catastrophic events, such as ending up in the hospital, which can be extremely costly. costly. Um, they also have a lot of out-of-pocket protections. Dental insurance was never meant to be comprehensive. It's more supplemental. It's meant to assist the average person in helping with some of the cost of dental care. And we do know that dental care can be expensive. Um, not all procedures are covered in most dental insurance plans. And even the ones that do cover a fair amount of procedures, it's very interesting to note that the more complicated, the more major the dental procedures become, the less percentage of the cost of care the insurance plan covers. For instance, an insurance plan may cover 80% of a filling, but when you get to a crown or an implant or even orthodontics, it may only cover 50%. So doing anything that you can do to assist oneself in paying for the cost of dental care is definitely a good idea. And discount plans are a very inexpensive way to do it. As mentioned earlier, uh, with dental insurance, there are a lot of waiting periods, pre-existing conditions. Dental insurance can also be somewhat expensive. Discount plans, not so much. It's really only pennies a day. And as Valerie mentioned, and you mentioned, it's easy to use. You don't need referrals to see a specialist. You can move about within the network pretty freely. There's no claim forms, no prior approval needed. And the more we go to the dentist, the better off are going to be the clinical outcomes and the better our oral health is going to be, thereby impacting the rest of our body. Excellent. Um, and, and Valerie, we're, we're setting up some questions to, to come back to you um, in just a, a minute or two, but Dr. Waldron, um, I, I want to go back to, to your background, but also a couple things that you touched on here. So um, we, we talked in your bio at the, the top of the episode, you've been working in the sort of dental benefits industry. You also worked in private practice, but you were on staff with a number of hospitals. And I, for one, don't usually think of dentistry when I think of a hospital setting. Um, are there a lot of dental cases that end up in hospitals? Well, Unfortunately, there are a lot of cases that end up in hospitals. And the thing to note is that my background is a little bit different. And then, yes, I was on several hospital staffs. 
but most, by and large, most hospitals throughout the country do not have dentists on staff or dentists on call to come into the emergency room. So if one goes to the emergency room with a dental condition, a dental emergency, chances are you're not going to receive any kind of definitive care. You're going to get a physician or a physician's assistant who's going to write a prescription for an antibiotic and or pain medication. Um, Interesting, there was uh, a report published in 2021 by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, which looked at dental-related emergency department visits during uh, 2018. There were over 2 million visits to emergency rooms. And out of those 2 million, 5% of those people ended up being admitted to the hospital with a somewhat serious condition, which I alluded to a little bit earlier. Now, the cost of this is extremely high. There was another um, study by the same group that looked at the cost in 2017, and the cost totaled more than $2 billion. Medicaid uh, Medicaid paid for the majority of this, but the other um, group that paid the most for this was the individual themselves, or was written off to no charge. Any visit to an emergency department costs a great deal of money the second you walk through the door. And dental emergencies, though sometimes it may be warranted for them to be there, it's really not the place for them to go. Most dental offices do have a contact number or and or provide after hours emergency care. Um, hence the importance of having a dentist, a dentist that you're that you're with that knows your needs, um, that you visit regularly, who can address whatever happens during an emergency. Yeah, we've, we've talked before in this program about the importance of a primary care physician. Um, and, and I think the same goes true um, for a primary dentist that you're going to. So we talked, you, you shared some stats from 2018, but obviously a lot, of, a lot of focus has been in the last two years with the pandemic. Have we seen preventive dental visits sort of decline during that time? Are we, we seeing other issues uh, result from that? Uh, drastically. Um, as we know, a lot of dentists were mandated to close their offices yeah. at the beginning of all of this. Uh, here in New York, they were closed a good six to eight months on, on the rest of the country. In certain states, it was very, very similar. Um, though, so that has led to um, a great increase in untreated caries, untreated gum disease, untreated oral issues. Um, A lot of people, even when the offices first opened, were a little bit reluctant to go into a dental office because they were concerned about infection control and and catching catching COVID. Um, It's been proven that a dental office is an extremely, extremely safe place to be. That's been shown time and time again. Um, Dentists were way ahead of the curve before this pandemic in addressing issues of infection control. Um, But some studies that have come out recently um, and right before the pandemic are kind of interesting. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention published data between 2019 and 2020. So this was basically pre-COVID. They looked at adults aged 18 to 64 visiting the dentist, and they saw that there was a a 3% decrease of 65% to somewhere around 62% during that time frame for all categories of people. 3% may not seem like much, 
But remember the, the oral health, systemic health correlation I made before. 3% is quite a lot of people who are not addressing their oral needs. So it's very important to overall health. The more you delay the treatment, the more the, um, the more your mouth will fall into disrepair and the more costly it's going to be. So if anybody listening to this podcast has been delaying or putting off seeing the dentist, don't do it. I really can't urge you enough and can't encourage you enough to make an appointment as soon as possible. A couple of other studies I looked at, not to bore you with all these statistics, but they are quite interesting. Um, the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey that's done periodically looked at untreated caries, untreated cavities from 2017 to 2020. And it showed that one in five adults have not have untreated cavities in their mouths. And that includes only the first year of COVID. That number, if you do another study now, would only have gone up. Another study that I looked at recently came from the CareQuest Institute, and it showed quite interestingly, which really ties into what we're talking about today, that more and more adults have identified cost as a reason to avoid care. In fact, in 2022, the number of adults were 43% surveyed versus 38% in 2021, saying that cost kept them from going to the dentist. And it's turned out in the same report that over 55% of adults have reported some type of oral health issue that they're not addressing. Some staggering statistics there. Um, I certainly will be brushing and flossing tonight. Um, and, so, <laughs> and hopefully the rest of the week too. Yeah, but and, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yes. <laughs> Don't take the weekend. <laughs> well, and, and before we turn, Valerie, before we turn back to you, I have just one last topic that I wanted to ask you about, Dr. Waldron. Um, we, we've seen a pivot to telemedicine in the physical and behavioral health areas. Can you tell us a little bit about teledentistry? I, I, I've been skeptical. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about when, when that's useful um, and, and if it is useful? Um, certainly. Um, there has been a lot of growth in telemedicine, which we all know, but may, most people may not be aware of the growth in teledentistry. Um, it was starting to grow prior to the pandemic, but it has grown in leaps and bounds during and since the pandemic. Um, it's an adjunct to going to the dentist's office. It does not replace going to the dentist's office because as you can imagine, uh, using a camera to look inside of the mouth can allow you to diagnose some major issues, some emergent type of care issues, but it doesn't allow you to do a dentist to do the full examination. And teledentistry, denti dentists are held to the same standard of care as they are as if you came into their office. But what it is good for is, as we just alluded to, emergency care. Mm -hmm. If somebody has an emergency and they're not show, sure whether or not they should go to the emergency room, they could do a teledental type of visit. A dentist could take a look and advise them accordingly. It could also be used for a second opinion to see if um, the treatment you're receiving is going down the right path or possibly if you should investigate another path. Um, a lot of institutions, dental schools, hospitals, other um, universities have used teledentistry in rural areas where there may not be dentists that are, you know, on every street corner, so to speak, where they'll send dental hygienists, dental therapists, other members of the dental care team 
out into the community to do screenings. And then those, um, those pictures are actually sent back to a dentist at the university who can give an opinion as to what's going on and what the next step should be. So uh, again, it's not uh, in place of going to the dental office, but it's certainly a great adjunct. Excellent. Okay. Well, Dr. Waldron, thank you very much um, for that that overview and um, and and reminder of the importance of um, regular preventive care as well as to not ignore any issues that might come up. Um, and Valerie, I do want to turn back to you because we've got a lot of um, places to start from um, to continue our discussion with what Dr. Waldron talked about. Um, one thing that was mentioned was sort of the cost of dental care and that some of those higher classes of care um, can cost a bit more. So is there a way, if, if somebody has an existing um, dental insurance, can they combine a dental discount plan with the insurance? Is that is that possible? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, and I think for all the reasons that uh, Dr. Waldron had shared earlier about, you know, with, with dental insurance, especially as you get to some of those in, in many plans, as you get to some of those higher levels yeah. of um, procedures like major work, crowns, those types of things that they're not covered, maybe entirely at 100%, maybe it's just 50%. So you can easily max out your um, dental insurance plans. So a dental discount care plan is a great complement to that. So um, one thing I would recommend is, is just to verify, you know, that your provider is in network with both of the services. But one thing you could do is for anything non-covered, you might be able to use your dental discount um, care program um, complementary uh, complementary um, with the, the dental insurance program to help save on your out-of-pocket. Um, so I do think that there is um, a, a way to be able to use both of those um, and, and help you if you're reaching maximums, or maybe it's something that's not covered, like cosmetic work mm-hmm. um, or teeth whitening, those types of things you can get discounts on as well. Right. And I think that's one thing that, that I want to reiterate is the comprehensive nature of the discount um, care program is that it doesn't cover just preventive services and maybe cavities. It gets into the higher classes of care, even cosmetic dentistry, um, implants, orthodontics, and so forth, um, that that is all, all of those services are, are covered by the discount plan. Is that right? That's right. Okay. We don't like to use the word covered, so I'll say no, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Folks. They, are, they, they, they <laughs> exist. Discounts they, they exist within the savings. Got yes. it. Thank you. Thank you. See, um, I, we, we got to be careful about the language we use because this is different. Um, it's assurance, not insurance. Yes. I, I love um, that. I, I think I'm going to adopt that. Yeah, you're welcome to it. Um, well, and so let's talk specifically about ASPA's discount care program. What does it include? Because we talked a lot about dental. Does it, it go beyond mm-hmm. dental? It does. It does. So it includes the dental vision um, and LASIK services. So the dental care is going to save you between 20 and 60% on your general dentist visits. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like we said, there's transparent fee schedules there. And then on the vision side, um, designer frames, contact lenses, discounts on all of the um, things that you can find in your optician office. Um, Again, just staying within that um, participating provider network, which is nationwide. And then on the the LASIK side, which we haven't talked a whole lot about, on the LASIK side, it's 40 to 60% savings on your traditional LASIK surgery. So if that's something you've been exploring, if you go within the network, um, we utilize QualSight. So um, we can, you can also uh, save uh, some money on traditional LASIK if that's something, you know, we're working from home, many of us. So (laughs) nice time to recover. 
Um, but yeah, it's something to take into account. Excellent. And, and when we get into the costs, we're, we're talking about the discounts for the actual services. Mm-hmm. How much does the discount care program um, cost someone to enroll? And so very inexpensive. As Dr. Waldron was saying, um, dental insurance can be quite costly. So um, another benefit of the discount care plan is it is very um, reasonable. So for the self plan, it's $7.95 a month. These work on subscription style basis. So self plus one is $12.95 a month and self and family is $14.95, so about $15 a month. Um, and there's a discount if you do decide to pay annually. So you can do monthly or annual. Um, and payment can be made by check, direct debit, um, from a designated bank account or by credit card. So um, we actually here at Carrington, we handle all the payments and uh, customer service all very securely. Um, you can also enroll online. And I know we're going to talk about that here too. Well, that's perfect. So how, how what's the next step um, okay. if someone's ready to enroll? Sure. So if you're ready to enroll, um, there's a wonderful uh, website. If you go to www.afspa.org slash AIP, um, you can actually click on uh, up where it says plans on the left-hand side, you'll see a little link to discount care programs. If you click on that, there will be an enroll now button. And you can also, um, so if you don't want to uh, enroll online, you can enroll through the customer service center. And that phone number is 833-237-5856. So they can give you more information about the plan. They can search for providers if that's something you wanted to verify first. Um, and you can also enroll by phone. That's great. And we'll, we'll make sure to post that link and um, the telephone number in the show notes. So if anybody wants to refer back to that, you can. And of course, the information there is on our website. Um, so I'm going to just check in with each of you. Dr. Waldron, any, any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, yes, I would just like to repeat. Uh, once again, don't put off the dental visit. It's very, very important. If you ignore your teeth, they'll go away. Got it. And Valerie, any closing thoughts from you? Just thank you guys so much for for having us on the podcast. Um, you know, gosh, I could listen to Dr. Waldron speak forever because she's always got great insights and stats and everything. So she knows what she's talking about. So I will reinforce, go to the dentist. We're uh, Carrington. We're owned by, um, we're, we were founded by dentists, owned by it's the root of what we do. So we feel very uh, passionately about that. But remember the discount care program also um, covers or doesn't cover. It, ain't, it discounts and saves you on vision and LASIK as well. And you can enroll at any time throughout the year. Excellent. Well, Valerie, Dr. Waldron, thank you both so much for joining us for this episode of AFSPA Talks and for sharing information about the importance of dental care and also the discount care program that, that's offered um, in collaboration between AFSPA and Carrington. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Valerie and Dr. Waldron for joining us today. For more information about ASPA's ancillary insurance programs, including our discount care program, please visit aspa.org AIP. This has been ASPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own and do not necessarily represent ASPA. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or the other products offered by ASPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to ASPA Talks to catch our next episode.